Hey, welcome to North Point Plus, uh, the podcast that happens after the service each week to just give us a chance to talk a little bit more about the message and uh, maybe some things that God has on our hearts or in our minds or questions that you have about it. We're here today with the highly esteemed Larry Carter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Greetings. <laughs> Most favored one. Uh, yeah. So, uh, big plans for Christmas? Uh, well, we're going to go be with Judy's mom. Uh, she's 95 years old and lives in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and she's in uh, an assisted living place. So we're going to be making the pilgrimage to Greensburg, Pennsylvania, where my wife was born. So, And the f- this will be the first time that you did Christmas at the facility or Correct. Whatever. It's yeah. always been at her home before, so this is the first time. She's she's uh, healthy enough. It's just her mind is not, not yeah. strong, and she... Uh, sometimes doesn't know where she is or why she's where she is. Yeah. She broke her hip is how it started, and now, but she can't walk and so forth, but she still thinks she can. Yeah. Finds herself on the floor and saying, how did, how did she get there? So anyway, we're going to spend Christmas with uh, Judy's mom. It's Good. the last of our parents that is still living. Still alive, yeah. I hope, hope yep. you have a great Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Now, you're going to have a house full. Yeah. We, first I, time since been to Michigan. First time in Michigan that all yeah. the kids have come here. Uh, so when we were in Ohio, it was a little bit easier, and kids came home most of the time. Yeah. But uh, all six kids, all eight grandkids. That's wonderful. Um, and we'll be wow. partying. Everybody comes in at a different time and leaves uh-huh. at a different time. <laughs> so we'll get. Uh, we'll probably get close to 10 days with oh with wow that's awesome so it'll be great but christmas day they're all going to be there on christmas yeah i day. think everybody everybody will be here by the 22nd okay. i think oh wow and then they start to leave about the 27th somewhere okay. in there all right. so well it'll be fun congratulations yeah i, I was still talking to judy about that this morning and she's real happy for you yeah so it, that's it'll great. be it'll be fun because um we'll have the light show going on here oh yeah sure so uh for the kids they'll be yeah. able to See that be a part of that. That'd well, your cool. kids can volunteer to help. That, that's right. See? That's maybe so. <laughs> they, they can be the star. That's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, talk a little bit about the message. Hey, did I say it's episode 118? It's episode 118. No. Did I say it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, it is now. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right, very good. So um, just recap the message from Sunday. Well, at the really the... the fits into the vintage Christmas yeah. and to see Christmas as if for the first time type of thing. Yeah. And uh, but as far as the schedule of sermons, it was to be on Mary for on the 10th. But really the title is called The Fear of Christmas, which I had, honestly, I had never really approached it that way yeah. before. Uh, but it's remarkable. I had quite a number of people come up afterward yeah. to tell me uh, one had received some bad news about a grandchild, and this really puts a damper on Christmas. Yeah. Another uh, wife of, of, a, of a man in the church came up and said, this is going to be the first Christmas uh, without his brother. Wow. And so it, it, it just, and I had several comments like that from people. So I had never really yeah. thought about approaching, thinking about the fear of Christmas, and definitely Mary's first reaction to the news of Christmas was fear, yeah, right? Because it's going to change everything. And I think that's what loss happens is it changes everything and ne- things aren't the same as they were ever. 
they will never be again. So. Yeah, when, when we talked initially about kind of the way the Christmas series was going to lay out and how we wanted to, um, you know, every every year it's the same story. God, yeah, right. God's come to earth, and, and yeah. that never changes, right. and that is always powerful, but you're always trying to find sure. a fresh lens yeah. to look at it. Right. And... Um, and that that comment that you just said a, a second ago that with loss there's always this sense of the unknown. That's right. And um, and so as we were looking at things, I, I I thought with Mary, with the birth of Jesus, everything would have been yeah. obviously a first time, first oh, time to yeah. be pregnant, first time to have any kind of uh, contractions, first right. time for body to change, first time to go through the birth process. Sure. And and uh, probably, well, as you said in the message, we'll get there in a second. Um, potentially not with right. her mom around right. uh, to help talk her through that. Right. So, uh, yeah. So there, there. I think for a lot of people, there is a sense as Christmas approaches that you say, I don't know how it's going to go this year. Yeah. And and uh, f- uh, for a lot of people, I think there's fear about the volatility. Yep. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen when, when family gets together. When family gets together, <laughs> and and for a lot of people yeah. with the holidays, well, you, yeah. you know, you add alcohol to the mix. Oh, and, uh, yes, it really is kind of a, a fuse that's ready to be lit. Yep, that's and, right. And so, you get to the other side, and you think we just made it through another year. That's that's yeah. a, that's a win yeah. in and of right. itself. But to think in terms of how Mary and Joseph would have approached mm-hmm. that was yep. was. Um, that was that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anything anything else? Just that was a highlight for you in terms of preparation or thinking through the well. Message? The, the uh, just doing research on it because I didn't have a sermon on the fear of fear of <laughs> Christmas. Fear of Christmas from and, Mary's uh, perspective. Yeah. But you know what's interesting about that? Uh, I don't know if I've shared before. Uh, probably fifteen years ago, I did an interim ministry at South Lansing Christian Church. And uh, they said, well, we want you to be the preacher. And here I'm full-time president of the college. We want you to be the preacher and so forth. I said, sure, thinking, well, I got files full, file full of sermons I can yeah. dress up and preach and so forth. And, but it had been quite a few years before I had really preached on a regular, regular basis. And when I pulled those sermons out, I thought, I, I can't preach these. Yeah. Number one, I've changed. Right. And how I approach things, and I'm better at what I did and what I do. Um, so it was like I got, oh, I'm in for seven long months because I had, I was writing a fresh sermon every week, plus yeah. being president of the college, and I was like, I bit off a little bit more than I thought I could chew. So it's the same thing here. It's like, really, every sermon I I do yeah. uh, is all brand new. I have to do all the research and study. Yeah. So in, in in preparation for this sermon, I was going through and doing some research on uh, who had written anything about Mary and Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah, that was a great... I, I, I'm a huge fan yeah. of... Bon- I've read really about every book on this guy and the, every book he's... But that was a yeah. sermon. Yeah. That oh, was really? That was a sermon he preached. And that was in there. And that to, to me, that made the whole sermon. Yeah. Was discovering that one and being able to share that. That was a awesome, awesome yeah. quote he had. So, wow. Yeah, and, and I loved, I, we talked a, a little bit before you, you preached several weeks ago yeah. about the whole concept that Mary may have been a, a, yeah, a, right. a, a servant. Yeah, a, right. A that was servant. another thing I found. Yeah. And, and to me, that was just fascinating yeah. to think, oh, that 
fills in some blanks potentially yeah, it does. Yeah. for why parents are never mentioned, yeah. um, why, you know, in our minds, it's obviously she's, she's betrothed to Joseph, but yeah. they go and it's just the two of them. Yeah. And, um, and she would have been young. Yeah. Just yeah. a crazy kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So those, those are fun. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what we preachers, we, <laughs> it's, it's, believe it or not, there's an artistry to it. There's an yeah. art to yep. to writing sermons and is combining a scholarship with your theology and understanding and blending all the two and it's like creating a word painting yeah kinda and that's the fun part yeah I mean delivery's good but when when you mull over an idea you think about it you pray about it you read the scripture you pray about it you think about this idea this idea and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit goes boom that's the yes. one and it's just like it kind of yeah. writes itself it's really fun yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, just a couple of questions. Um, one was uh, a fun question that came in that just said, um, "I realized I have no idea what Gloria in Excelsis Deo means." Any, any? You're, you're the musician. You, you're the one that knows all. You sang that since you've been three years um, old. So I have sung that a long time. <laughs> it, it actually is Latin, That's and right. um, and it just means glory to God in the highest. That's right. And if you're singing chorally, you want to say in excelsis Deo. That's right. That, so yes, there we go. Yes, that sounds like a music snob to me. <laughs> yes, <that's right. laughs> I hope all not right. a music snob, but got to get everybody on the same page. Oh, okay, team, all right. Making okay. it, making it uh, possible. <laughs> uh, got a, another question. I feel like you were saying that we should esteem Mary highly because of her worth or because of the things that she's, she's done, her, her faith, her commitment, her obedience. But... Was that why God highly esteemed her, or did he choose her in spite of her not being worthy? Yeah, just picked a random person. Is that yeah. the idea? No, I don't think he picked a random person. I think he knew her faith, yeah. her character, and her lineage. Right. See, the lineage was super important. And so that lineage goes back all the way yeah. back to Adam. I mean, almost, I mean we can right. trace that. Right. But the, the, the royal lineage was absolutely important. Of the house of David, right? So, so, so it wasn't just anybody. It was because of her lineage, but I think it was God knew her character. He's observed how she has lived her life, but also her faith. Just by the the song that she she sung and yeah. and, and said, um, you could tell it's a very bright, intelligent, uh, very knowledgeable person about her heritage, her faith. So I think, yeah, it was because of her faith. In my mind, it doesn't say, but I think it was her faith, her character, and her lineage. Those were the things that I would uh-huh. say. It, it, you know, when you were when you were speaking uh, Sunday, and I was just processing, um, I don't know that I had thought uh, intently on the whole idea uh, um, of all of the people in the world. Yeah, God chose Mary, yeah. and what for Mary that had. That there's no way that that could have been a proud moment. It yeah. has to be oh, like humbling. overwhelmingly. Oh, that's exactly um, right. Uh, just just let me get out of the spotlight. And that's that's kind the of fear. Thing. Yeah, that's the fear. Yeah. Is like you've got to be kidding me because she knew scripture. Right. She knew all those Old Testament prophets that talked about yeah. what was going to happen, and so she knew. Yeah. It's just like this is crazy. You know why me? Exactly right. right. Just of. You know, as I said, why me? Why here? Why now? Yeah. I mean, of any time in history, of any person in history, I'm that person. That's amazing. 
Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just really kind of crazy. So when that happens, when the angel comes and and speaks to Mary, have you've been to Israel mm-hmm. um, yeah, a couple of times in Nazareth? Uh-huh. Um, there's some places that they say that that happened. Right. Do, you, do you recall where those are? In Nazareth. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Larry. Well, there's that concludes our <laughs> podcast today. Uh, there's there's two. There's the church. There's two Church of the Annunciation. The yeah. Church of Annunciation. One is a Catholic one. One's Greek Orthodox. The the Catholic one claims that, and all these are early. And this is what's very fascinating about it because sometimes. We're quick to go, eh, it's because they've taken these places and made these huge churches and it's, you know, funded and within you know, the whole relic idea of, you know, well, this is a splinter from the right. cross of Jesus, you know, that type yeah. of thing. But I'm telling you, you know, when you really do some research on like uh, the Holy Sepulcher in Jerusalem, right. that, that's probably the, the place where Jesus was crucified yeah, and, and the tomb is pretty yeah. close. Gordon's Calvary is a nice place, very very devotional and spiritual, but it has nothing to do. Right. Sorry if you think that is, but that's not the place. I but mean, it's, it's been proven it's historically. Good, good pictures. Right. <laughs> but the, 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 so when you talk about the Church of the Annunciation, these are like, I think the Greek Orthodox had a church there like second century. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, so it goes way back. So the Catholic Church of Annunciation is over a cave that was supposedly the place where li- where Mary lived. They, right. A lot of times they lived in caves in back caves, in the days. Yep. And then the Greek Orthodox is uh, over a spring. Now, it's based on a apocryphal book called the Pseudo-Evangelism of James, second century book. Wow. That in there, it says that it was while Mary was drawing water from a spring mm-hmm. and, and that she returned home and that the archangel Gabriel came to her there, they gave her the first part of the announcement, then she returned home quickly, and then he came and gave her the second part of the oh. announcement. So that's, that's by tradition with the Greek Orthodox. So uh, I, I don't think that they're as worthy to go to as some of the sites in Jerusalem yeah. and other places, like, you know, like you're in Shiloh, and they, they have dug up the remains of where the tabernacle was, that right. Samuel was. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's the spot where Samuel was. It's like, Okay, and in Jerusalem, you go up to the one, it's called, it's a bad name, but it's called the Dung Gate. Yeah. The flagstones are still there, and you know Jesus walked on those flagstones. So yeah. it's like, so there's some cool spots all right. through Jerusalem. So I, I, if, if you have time, it would be worth going to see those. Well, I, I, you know, part of why, why I thought it was a good thing to talk about that was because when, when I was there in, in uh, 2011, I think it was, it was interesting to me that the Catholic site is um, very ornate. Mm, it's yeah. uh, it's it's built out around that cave. It's a big deal, and that was c- cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fun to go in there and see that to look down and and see where uh, you know where they say that that's where the angel appeared to Mary. The Greek Orthodox one is is humbler, mm-hmm. but it has it has Greek Orthodox art in it, that uh, kind of yeah. stuff. And the spring is really just a trickle. It, yeah. You know, it's, it's not much water there at all. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting to me because it made me think, uh, oh, I, I don't know that I've ever tried to contextualize to say, yeah. what was Mary doing when the angel yeah. came? Was it, was it like in her bed at night? Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, Joseph thought it was a dream, but 
uh, you know, wondered about that when the angel came to him. But the um, those two things, it it just uh, for me made me think about what that might have been for her. But the more powerful moment for me in Nazareth was actually outside of the Catholic Church of the Annunciation. Um, they were they were doing uh, a dig of the oh. caves of the homes oh. right around wow. there, and and so they're they they are excavating homes where people lived in yeah. Nazareth. Yeah. And if the Catholic Church and the Annunciation is in the right place, to me, I I had one of those moments that you have in Israel where it's yeah. like overwhelming. Yeah. Where where I thought, if that's the place where I am standing right now. Yeah. Jesus as a boy would have run. That's right. Back oh, and forth. Yeah. Um, you know that the people yeah. who lived in this house right. would have known absolutely that oh, there goes Jesus. Because <laughs> if you do the history, it was a very small town. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think you know some accounts five five hundred people. But yeah. Even if that, uh, there's a, a recreated village that you can go to. Yeah. Not far from those churches. And they've done all those digs right there, right? And it's on the side of a hillside where they yep. had um, grape barbers and, and so forth. And it's all dated to the time of, of Christ and before Christ. Yeah. And there's paths that go through there, and you know doggone well That's that Jesus and his buddies hung around. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I didn't mention because it, about, and I, that's a question we're going to talk about, Mary being an indentured servant, but yeah. it's in my brain. Um, it said... It helps answer maybe a little bit of a question if that's true, and again, we have absolutely we no know. idea. Right. And for example, all that Luke tells us is that he appeared to Mary. Doesn't say the nighttime, daytime. Yep. Nothing. It yep. just thank you again, Bible, for not yeah. really giving us the details we yeah. really want to know. Yeah. Okay. But uh, some commentators point out that it's always been a puzzle as to why Jesus was thirty before he left home. And that there's a stipulation that if you're an indentured servant, your kids are also a part of the deal until they become of age at age 30. Really? And so if that's all true, then there's an explanation as to why Jesus didn't start his ministry till 30, till he fulfilled his obligation as being a part of an indentured servant family. That's what some say. Huh. So... Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. You know, the other conjecture yeah. is that Joseph died and he stayed right. to take care of Mary and so forth. Again, the Bible doesn't tell us. But so, you know, we just add our little ideas yeah. and think. But anyway, it, it kind of makes sense, fills in some holes. Right. You know, why in the world did, you know, because 30, that, that wasn't, that's not like 30 today. That's like 50 right. today type of right. thing. Right. So, yeah. It's like, so Significant 30. Significant part of your uh-huh. life. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, where were we before that? There was something that uh, we were talking about the Church of the Annunciation. So, oh forth. yeah, just the the whole concept that that the the small town you call it a, yeah. hill, a hillbilly yeah, town. Yeah, right. Um, and I think I th- I think last year when I had um, just touched on the whole concept of Nazareth, I I was thinking it was even smaller, yeah. maybe as, as small as 200. And it made it me think, yeah. when, when you call it a hillbilly town, it made me think of back when I was in college I um, and I was traveling and singing, um, we went to a place called Stampin' Ground, Kentucky. Oh, there you go. I know that place. Uh, <laughs> sang at the church. I think I, I was actually there twice, and it yeah. it really was. Stamping Ground, Kentucky was exactly what you would think yep. Stamping Ground, Kentucky <laughs> would be. 
and and it was probably a lot like yeah. Nazareth. Every, yeah. Everybody knew everybody, everybody yeah. in everybody's business. Um, you know, the good old boys. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the setting where Mary was. That's right. Yeah. And and then later where Jesus grew up. That's right. Um, yeah. We we tend to think um, Jesus, the Son of God. It. We we tend to paint a bigger picture, but it yeah. was very very humble. The very humble yeah. beginnings. Correct. Yeah. So. At Christmas time, uh, you know, a lot. A lot of times, you'll you'll hear the song Ave Maria. Yeah. What, what What's that about? Well, I I, I didn't know. I, I looked it up. Yeah. And uh, Franz Schubert or Schubert, I uh-huh. pronounce his name. He wrote he wrote the tune to it in eighteen twenty five, but it was a part of a, a different number altogether, like the the Third Lady, the, uh. the yeah something of that nature. I forget. It's out the back of my brain now. Um, and that the tune was incorporated, and I think it's one of the verses made yeah. reference to use the term Ave Maria in the song. Huh. And so that's how it came about. So it's like, you know, like uh, some of the some of the hymns, some of the hymns we have, they take old tavern bar songs yeah. and put Christian words to them. Yeah. I forget what's well. Some of those. Um, the one of the tunes, the tune for doxology. Yeah. The uh, that if you've been around church for a long yeah. time. Yeah. The I grew up. Every time they took the offering, you'd bring the offering down, and everyone sing, "Praise God from whom all yeah. blessings flow." Yeah. The tune to that yeah. was what was called a Genevan jig. Okay. And um, when I was growing up, and in most churches, it was a very reverent. Yes. You would sing oh, very reverent yes. with a amen. sevenfold amen at, at the end of it. Um, but but it actually was a it was a yeah. jig tune right that um, yeah. was uh, a yeah. Genevan jig tune. So yep. yeah. So I think it morphed into being what it is today. Yeah. Um, so, f- for lots of people who come from a non-denominational perspective, or let me just say it this way, mm. not from a Catholic background, um, um, Mary, you, and you kind of referred to this, mm-hmm. Mary, uh, we don't make much of Mary. Right. Um, why is that? Why do, why do we not? Yeah. I think it's a reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a reaction to uh, those that, you know, what's the term, Mariology, uh-huh. that... Yeah. that uh, feel like uh, you need to pray to Mary. Yeah. Uh, to have your prayers answered is almost a veneration, uh, and and that the it's not even a theology, but the the kind of uh, bibliography, I guess, that goes around her that she was a perpetual virgin, right? Uh, and that you know she was sinless herself. That's yeah. why I included in my sermon. So yeah. Uh, and so and so it's like. Uh, that's kind of for us. It's like, wow, it's not really biblical. That's I know it's a part of your tradition, right? Uh, but that's really not based in in the Bible at all. And so I think it's a reaction on our part yeah. is that there are some now. I think there's there's many many Catholics that aren't into what we call Mariology, for lack of yeah. a better term. Uh, but I think there are some, and it's just a reaction, a reaction to that. And I think that's that's very sad because I think Mary is due. Uh, honor, uh, she is due as much as we honor Moses and yeah. and all these other characters. Mary's right up there, right? <laughs> I mean, right. In fact, I'd say Mary probably is more important than Moses and yeah. and, and and Joshua and those. I mean, she carried Jesus, right? Well, so right. Clearly, so, when yeah. the angel comes to her and says, "Yeah, you're highly favored," highly favored. <laughs> so and that's why I said too, if, if God highly favors her. Who are we not to highly right. favor Mary? So it's, I think it's a pure reaction to some of what we might think is the 
um, the, the stress that, that some Catholics put on Mary to the point of almost worshiping her. Right. And so that's, that's what would be the problem. Yeah, I, it is. I think that there's a great challenge for us just in the context of this conversation to, to say so much of the time we bring um, a mindset or a bias yep. to how we read Scripture, yep. and we miss things that are just right. there in plain sight right. because we think, oh, I don't want it. I, I don't want to be associated with this or that or that's, whatever that's it is. That's very good. Or, or that's not the way I've ever thought about it before. And you all of a sudden you read a different translation yeah. or you talk to some someone with a different background who has um, a faith sometimes stronger than your own yeah. that it makes you think, oh, wait, man, I've never thought in those terms right. before. And, um, and that's... That's, I think, why it's so important that we keep going back to Scripture and right. that and that we think with um, open arms rather than clear boundaries right. in terms of uh, of where people are in the process. Right. God can use all kinds of people, all kinds of circumstances to right. teach us more about who He is. Right. Amen. Yeah. I agree yeah. totally. Um, so, so the angel says to Mary. Um, or Mary says to the angel, I'm your servant, let it be done to, to me, as you say. How, how, does, how do we live that out? How do we, how do we apply that concept in, in terms of, of Mary's example? What's that mean for us practically? How do, how do we give that some teeth? I think, I think God speaks to us all the time. Whether we have the ears to hear it is another thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think there are times that we know God is leading us in a certain direction. But maybe out of fear or doubt about ourselves or any number of things, we decide not to do it. I think it goes back to that quote I have. Um, faith is not yeah. believing something based on evidence. It's doing something regardless of the consequences. Right. And, love, and, love that. And I think that's, that's, where, that's where we need to see what Mary did. Mary, Mary was obedient despite the consequences. She, it was like, whatever the consequences are, I need to follow what God has to say. Now, there's times in, I think, most people's lives, now, it's not that God comes with an audible voice, but I think there's times when you know he's saying, how many times have you talked to guys that were, they were in high school and they were at some kind of a rally or something that they felt really God led them to full-time Christian ministry, and they knew it. Yeah, and they did not do it, and they knew it. And it's like after their first career, when they go to the second career, like they retire in their fifties, guess what they do? They go back to seminary and they go be a preacher because they knew all along, they knew what God said to do. Yeah, and they did it otherwise. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think, in varying degrees, God speaks to us. Whether it's, you know, you shouldn't marry her. You and you, God's God lets you know that, right? You're not supposed to be with that woman, and yet you ignore what God says and you do it anyway, right? And or uh, a particular job or career, or you know, God is leading you in a different direction. You go, but man, I got a great retirement package here, right? So that's I think that's the application is when when God speaks to you and He does, yeah. You can't tell me if you're if you're a Christian, a practicing Christian, 
that you haven't had God speak to you in some fashion. And that it's when he speaks, you obey. Right. And, and you say, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to obey you and I'm going to go in this direction. And yeah. that's the end of the story. And, and sometimes, sometimes um, just for clarity, it's the flip of what you just said. Sometimes it's, it's you have an opportunity to go someplace else yeah. and God says, no, yeah, that's no, right. Yeah. You, d- you need to stay yes, and stick right. it out. That's right. Um, and, and you think, I don't want yeah, it. It's that's too right. hard. And that's right. God says, no, you got no. lessons to learn. That's right. And, um, and you do that. So yeah, that, that's, that's just so, so good. Because if you think, if you think in terms of scripture, um, could Mary have run from, from the call of God? Maybe Jonah certainly did. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. The, the call stayed really strong for Jonah. Or, or hedge your bets. Like, yeah. if Mary would have been like Gideon, all right, I believe you. If, uh, how about you give me this sign and then yeah. you give me this sign and you give me that sign? You know, but that wasn't her. Yeah. That's why I think yes. she's up there with the greatest of all. Yeah. Right. Her faith. Right. Um, uh, like, it's just, it's just hard to comprehend for her to say, okay. Yeah. I, you know, a rural culture, I know how babies are made. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not happened. No. Nope. I have no idea how you're going to yeah, do that's this. That's right. right. And, and, and then to recognize yeah. that God had done it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, what's, a, what's a archangel? Yeah. What's, a, what's an archangel? Uh, arch means chief. So chief angel. And... Now, in some of the not, not like the Kansas City Chiefs, but <laughs> no, they're they're not chief of anything right now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> little, little inside podcast humor there because we have some Kansas City Chiefs fans around. Anyway, uh, an archangel, and in the Bible, now it's interesting that if you go into the apocryphal books, uh, there's other archangels mentioned, but in the Bible, there's only two. And it's Michael and Gabriel. Yeah. And it looks like Gabriel was the one that came to announce things, to appear right. to prophets mm-hmm. and to announce something that's going to happen. Michael seems to be the one that helped to carry that into fruition. Uh, wow. Some have said he's like the battle angel. He's the one. Right. Uh, I think one of the weirdest accounts is Daniel 10. Yeah. And where we have an angel, now we're, we're not told, but it could be, it was, could have been Gabriel, and he needed his yeah. big brother to come and whip up on somebody yeah. because the, the, the Daniel prayed a prayer, and an angel was trying to make his way as an answer to Daniel. Yep. took three weeks, and the reason it did was because that dark angel Michael had to come and beat up on some demons or somebody. Yeah. Something was preventing that from getting through, and it took Michael to do it. Yeah. And so, uh, and then there's scripture, and uh, he he shows up big time in the book of Revelation, right? That uh, he's he's the really the warrior guy. So, it's like uh, G- Gabriel um, is the. I don't know if you ever saw that TV show, a long time, Rich Man Poor Man, with Nick Nolte, and anyway, the, the one guy was Nick Nolte was the brawler, the fighter. Uh-huh. The other guy was the very glib, handsome, debonair, suave guy. It's like kind of like that's who this was. Gabriel's the. Spokesman, he comes in, you know, he's delivers, you the know, message. he's got wavy hair, yeah. and uh, and then 
uh, not that he could have been bald. He would have been <laughs> handsome like you, but uh, but he comes in. But Michael's the guy that comes in. He he does he doesn't he, he doesn't say anything. He just does something. Yeah. He anyway, lays the hammer down. So, but that's all we know about archangels. So all we know is that there there's myriads and myriads of angels. Yeah. All right. So when Gabriel comes, that's like yeah, it, the, the the top the top angel is coming yeah. to make this announcement. It appears that uh, well, a couple of things that are just important to recognize: so spiritual battle going on yep. all the time, yep, all stuff the time. that we can't see, yep. and it certainly appears from Excuse scripture me. that there is order in the angelic realm. Um, if you've got archangels, yep. you've got angels yep. that are. Yep. Less than or whatever yes, that right. that are um, that operate under the authority of yep. um, of other angels. Yep. So there's some some interesting things just in terms of thinking again about the nature of God in terms of God being a God yeah. of order, not a God of chaos. Yep. And that um, that He's accomplishing His will through lots of different channels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a couple of times in uh, just in our talk right now, you've talked about the Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just talk about what what is an apocryphal book? What where did that term come from? Well, it's it's a uh, what do you call? I don't know if it's called hidden. But it, uh-huh. it's it's uh, there's books that have been all written, some in the second century, but they have been determined by the early scholars, at least by the Council of Nicaea in three hundred yeah, something, 300s, yeah. uh, that determined that they they should not be included into the canon of Scripture. So it's not that they're not good books or historical books or written by honorable people. It's just that they they were not considered to be at the level of of the of the books that are in the Bible today. So not inspired, not inspired, but they may teach yeah. Um, yeah, biblical truth, yeah, like um, the Maccabees, right? Historical, yeah, truth. historical yeah. book of Judith. I mean, there's Tobit. I mean, yep. there's there's some uh, interesting stories. Sometimes what happens is there's included in in those accounts some really kind of bizarre instances or teachings, yeah. and you go on, no, it didn't happen. So it's like it, you know, the guy was probably legit and trying to. Share something he thought was true, yeah. but it was like, no, it's too weird. You know, I mean, the Bible's weird enough. You know, in yeah. many places, so lots, lots of stuff so. to challenge us because God's yeah, lots yeah, bigger than we. Yeah, the other thing that just is a, is a fascinating thing to me, and I've done some study on it, is about angels. Yeah, and it's just like uh, their place in in God's economy and what they, what their role is. You know, I know the cherubim, seraphim yeah. praising God. And yep. I, I think it's because they can't help but do that, right? Uh, but it's like what what their their role is, you know. Is I know in heaven there there's tasks that they're performing. They're bringing the bowl up, the bowl of prayers to God, and there's yeah. a number of things that they do. But th- there seems to be that you know, what would I say, be- beware of how you treat strangers because they may be angels in your midst. Yes, I mean that's 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 scripture, right? So it's like so that. Kind of tells me there's angels among us. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I think that so there are, there are times <laughs> that God pre, um, presents us with opportunities, and um, and we meet someone, we see some someone that they're in our life for an instance, yeah, and gone, yeah, and who knows? I, who knows? Did I ever tell you about my cousin Carol? Have I told hmm. you? I don't think so. I don't know if we have time or not. But yeah, it's that, okay, about angels. It's just really fascinating to me. Carol is very bright, 
very, very bright. She's a nurse, retired nurse now, but she was a, a nurse and also a fantastic musician, sang opera. She's just really talented gal. It was my uh, Jean Carter's daughter, uh-huh. Carol. Yeah, very talented. Anyway, she, she, their youngest, they had a, a older uh, daughter, son, and then this third one came, and she was born with umbilical cord around her neck, and it cut off the blood supply, and it caused brain damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, very concerned about her, they almost didn't make it. Um, ended up, she ended up being uh, severely uh, handicapped uh, because of that, um, and had a relatively shorter life. But in the hospital, they, she was being monitored. She was in the NICU unit at, yeah. at the hospital in Grand Rapids. And to get in the NICU unit, you have to go through a nurse's station. You you can't just walk into one right. of those. You have to sign in. You have to be a relative. You just can't go in, right? Yeah. And so Carol was there and sleeping next to her baby's uh, bed during the night. And she said, it was about three in the morning. And I woke up she goes, I just felt the need, I need, she said, I felt like God stirred me to get up and to walk around. So she said, I walked out into the waiting room. It's three in the morning. There's nobody there. Yeah. I mean, nobody's normally there. Yeah. And there was this rather large black woman sitting in there. And she goes, oh, ho. And, and the woman spoke to her first. She goes, oh, darling, you look like you need some help. And she said, sat down, and she just unburdened. She said, I cried. We talked. And just, she probably talked for an hour. And she goes, I can't tell you the peace I had talking to this woman. And then I said, can you just wait? I just want to go back and check, make sure my daughter's okay. I'll come back out again. She went back in, came back out, and that lady was gone. She goes to the desk of, of, out there in the nurse's station. And there's two nurses sitting there. And she says, can you help me out? There was this beautiful, wonderful lady that I was just talking to in there. She goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, I, I was in there for an hour talking to her. She says, there has been no one that's come through this door since we've been here. And Carol goes, that was my angel. Yeah. And she, you can't convince her otherwise. And why would I want to? Right. And isn't that wonderful? Yeah. That God knew right at that moment that she needed she needed that. A touch. And she said that was the hump that she oh, got over with yeah. that whole situation. So that's cool. I, I, think, <laughs> I think in heaven we're going to have an opportunity to look back. Oh, and see, that's great. That's and, good. And see what God has done that yeah. we were never aware of. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. The, just, yeah, just strange deals. If, if we get to watch the videos, it will be a cool thing. <laughs> To watch the angel come and speak to Mary, yeah. and then uh, and see Mary process that with Joseph, and uh, or or, to, or or back with videos with us. It said that, you know, the angel said, "Hey, come here, Larry. See when you ran that stoplight. <laughs> see this car coming this way. I told that guy to stop so you didn't get hit. All right, I just want yeah, you to know that that right. happened. I, God wasn't done with you yet. So, yeah. and let me tell you, you kept me really busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that will be the, that will be the conversation." <laughs> You get there and you go, there is a guardian angel that has been assigned to you your whole life. Say, so you're the guy. Come up here. I got to smack you in the side of the head. Right. <laughs> what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Hey, uh, thanks. Yeah, sure thanks thing. again for oh, this joining us. Great. Thanks yeah. for sharing and uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. I love being a part of the preaching team. I think North Point is just awesome. And I think Jamie Sunday did a fantastic oh. job in the worship team. Well, there hasn't really, I, there hasn't been a Sunday. I, I have been. 
worshiping here and yeah. preaching here that I haven't just been touched in my soul uh, with with the worship and the praise that goes on here. And I know I know what she puts into it. I know yeah. what the team puts into it. But I just Judy and I it was Judy's birthday yesterday. Yeah. We were in Grand Rapids driving back, and I said. Yeah, I said, I said, I told Rick, I said, it's incredible to me, the musicians, the talented, yeah. artistic people that are in this church is amazing. And it's not just like, yeah, I can, you know, play a little bit. No, these, they're like professional level. They, they in fact, some great. of those guys are professional. That's right. That's <laughs> it's just right. like, it just, it's un- unbelievable. And uh, yeah. this church is so blessed by the worship that that it has here it is just such such a great thing so I'm, I'm blessed by being a part of that god's working and let me just say this if you're watching this this video this week the the week of uh what what is today's today? the 11th december 11th uh you're not going to want to miss this sunday because god is just yeah. working in people's lives and sunday is going to be a really really cool sunday with lots of baptisms it's uh probably going to be wetter than any Sunday we've ever had before. So, uh, it's going to be cool. I hope you'll be here and be a part of that. And um, if you want to talk about what God's saying to you, next steps yep. you need to take, let right. us know. All right. Uh, be sure and like, share, uh, ring the bell, whatever it is. Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week on North Point Plus.